0: and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast, this is Chris's Corner, I'm your host Chris Taylor and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week uh, I'm speaking about running, the main thing, one of my main favorite things to do in my free time uh, and also how to progress in running this podcast will be solely for those out there looking to be more active build their cardiovascular system and go from someone like me a asthmatic wheezer all the way to becoming a speed machine running all over the world this podcast will cover from how i went from the beginning of Uh, being that asthmatic kid who could barely get through a mile without feeling like he was about to pass out, to the person who I am today, where I can run 9 to 13 miles without even thinking about it, and can run 21 miles plus and still get through it without dying. (laughs) And the main thing here is... um, I want to start off this podcast with the, the true message behind running. For me personally, it's all about the joy and love of running. So if you're getting into running purely out of what I've seen with people who fail to run is just running for pure sake of um, either, you know, burning calories or trying to lose weight or, you know, doing it for any reason to to have an end cause an end goal there's an end there's always an end i would say to you that maybe this isn't for you because it's not about the end goal it's not about the marathon it's not about the half marathon it's not about the 10k it's not about the 5k medals because at the, the end of the day those will go at the bottom of your drawer. and the same goes for when you lose that weight once you've lost the weight you want to lose more weight and once you've got to that goal it becomes why am i running anymore I've seen this multiple times with people, so my first piece of advice is find the love for running. If you don't have that love, find the love for cycling. Find the love for walking. Find the love for the cardio base. Find the love for swimming. One of my favourite things at the moment is seeing my dad, who is turning 60 this year, he's swimming twice a week. And he loves swimming. And he loved cycling before that. He doesn't love running. But he does something to be able to build that cardiovascular system up. And by doing so, you... It becomes a habit, because if you do something and you hate it, like Goggins talks about a lot, and I respect Goggins for the end of the earth, and I love what he says about, you know, putting that mental toughness down. Not everyone's got that. So for the majority of people who are going to be running, they're going to be thinking about burning those calories. You know, they're going to be thinking about that marathon. They're going to be thinking about, oh, or they're just thinking about just going for their first run take baby steps first listening to these motivational guys is fantastic but at the end of the day if you can't get past that first mile it's going to be very hard to continue to listen to them telling you to do all these other things along the way so first things first find the love find something that inspires you to get to that first step And once you've got there, it's going to be so much easier when you're down the road like I am eight years down the road, may I add. Uh, I started running in the year of 2015. No, sorry, 2014, running in 2014, 20, around that period of time. You know what? I may be telling Porcupines it might be 2015 because that was around the same time. Uh, Casey Neistat was prevalent on YouTube and was uh, a big part of my entertainment system at the time uh, and who I was watching at the time. And his vlogs blowing up the internet and they are still a historic moment in YouTube. Uh, For me personally, they inspired me to get into running because I saw the way it made Casey feel and I wanted to feel the same way. I wanted to have that achievement in the morning. I wanted to feel that it was a win to start off the day. I wanted to have that... I didn't want to be the person who I was at the time. I didn't want to feel like I was out of shape. That I was um, unable to keep up with people when they were playing football. Uh, that's one thing that, always struggled for, that I always struggled with growing up. was If I was playing sports, I always had this thing at the back of my mind telling me that my asthma was going to play up. And it was because I was out of shape and I was unfit. And although I was able to play at a medium you know, I was, I was relatively okay when it came down to playing shorter lengths of time. Uh, I wanted to be able to progress and be able to get to that full um, sort of 90-minute slot for football and, and for many others, you know, with rugby and so on and so forth. That I wanted to play the full length of the game and not feel like I was being held back by something. I think a lot of things when you're growing up, when you're told you have asthma, you then consider yourself an asthmatic. And this will have this sort of... You associate yourself with something that's like a a negative, almost. And by doing so, you stop yourself from being able to do positive things. So when you say you're an asthmatic, you you then have to restrict yourself from doing exorbitant amounts of exercise. Because you're worried you're going to have an asthma attack. And that's what happened to me when I was early on. I would get out of breath really quickly. And I would hyperventilate. And then I'd be like... (laughs) And it it it's this getting past this mental barrier that you're not an asthmatic you have this thing that's within you at the moment that could be holding you back from true greatness from yourself so the first thing for me was just doing that first run and i remember my time at the you know i i think i did a 4 mile run and you know for a beginner that's that's really good getting a 4 mile run in on your first time is fantastic uh, and maybe I'm overestimating how much I did at the time. It, I'm just like trying to map it out in my head. For me, it was running from my parents' house at the time in Tilehurst down to this place called Sullen Woods uh, and then from Sullen Woods back to the house. And it, I think that's around a two-mile radius, so it's around four miles there and back. And I remember the time being around 11, maybe 12 minutes per mile. You know, terrible time for, I think it was 19 at the time. So at 19, you should be, you know, physically, you know, getting into relatively good shape. And it was kind of demotivating because you saw this terrible time, this sort of you're not used to putting yourself through these uh, sort of challenging situations that running is. Uh, but you feel this self sort of respect for yourself after you finished it because you know that you were the one who pushed yourself out the door putting on the trainers and going from there and for me my journey from there was continuously doing it and running was the main form of exercise for me from then on out and at the time I was working uh, for a company and I was doing my advanced apprenticeship at the time and it was combined in the evenings i would run and in the days i would work and it would rinse and repeat and at the time i thought oh yeah running's all i need running is all i need i don't need to hit the gym i just need to run because when you run you burn loads of calories and you you, you can eat whatever you want and it, i had that mindset of when you were first getting to running that nutrition doesn't really come into your mind for me personally nutrition wasn't successfully implemented for me until i was oh got to say 23 24 so it wouldn't be for another five years before i would really you know sorry four years before i would really focus in on getting my body to take in the right nutrition and probably increase my performance tenfold just by having that on track you know i used to drink as well quite a bit uh, especially when i was 19 20 21 22 that period of time uh, alcohol was prevalent for me and I used to, I think I saw it as a bit of a crutch, if I'm honest. I would use it uh, to get away from reality. Um, it would be a way for me to sort of increase my level of happiness at the time. And for me now, I can't imagine having to rely on that to be able to get that energy back, that sort of buzz that I can now just produce per, like without really having to think about it. Um, and... I really believe that the endorphins that you get from and the dopamine hit that you get from exercise can sort of remove the need for alcohol. And by doing so, you then no longer have a crutch that is alcohol because exercise, you could, could consider that being the crutch. But it's healthy for you and it's going to prolong your life rather than alcohol, which is not going to prolong your life. It will cause some issues later down the road as well. And there's another thing that I wasn't, I was, I was semi doing, I wasn't doing a lot of it, but I wasn't stretching to begin with. And so now seven years later, I'm making sure that I'm stretching now, but I can still feel those tight hamstrings. I can still feel tight calf muscles because, uh, you know, I did all this running and my, you know, my lower legs are all extremely tight uh, and require, you know, me to stretch every single day to be able to try and loosen myself up and be able to... Be a little bit more flexible my goal one of my side goals for this year is actually to focus more on the flexibility side of things and the health side of things than um the distance that i'm running and the speed that i'm running at because i want to have a healthy all-round lifestyle than just the run, run 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 gym 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 you know so got into running inspired by Casey Neistat I looked at his vlogs and as you know his vlogs were were around for 2015 and 2016 so I had a continuous reminder of running for me didn't matter um, how demotivated I was Uh, I did try to continuously keep running throughout the week and I think my routine was around a minimum of twice a week Uh, and I tried to continuously do that but I did make up make days where I just couldn't be bothered or it was raining outside and that was, I wasn't as mentally strong from 2015 all the way up until I would say 2018, so there was a good three year period there where I was running, but I didn't really have a goal in mind. I was running for running's sake. I did build progress just purely off the fact that I was running. So I went from that 11, 12-minute mile all the way down to like that 9, 8-minute mile. Uh, and I was running more distance. I was able to get through 6 miles. I was able to get through 7 or 8 miles. And it wouldn't be as big a problem. Uh, and I remember I was really progressing. By the time I got to um, university... I'd really got to the point where I was running uh, regularly and I was able to run quite a distance at the time. But there's a huge, huge difference between what I was running in 2017, 2016, 2015 compared to 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021 and 2022 to, to what I am now. And there was this four year period recently where again i mentioned nutrition came in uh, i started going to the gym in 2018 and i think that combination of running and gym people make the massive massive claim that running will cause you to lose gains and you you won't be able to build muscle mass and yes that's true to some extent if you're going to not feed yourself if your nutrition is off and you are going to be burning huge amounts of calories and you don't replace them so if you just run and gym and then you eat you know a min- minuscule amount of food you would yeah your body will crash uh, and I definitely got injured because of the amount of stuff I was doing and not increasing my amount of uh, nutrition and supporting my body with good calories however I genuinely believe that the combination of running and gym are perfect for for each other. They are genuinely the greatest complement for each other. Because for me personally, I wouldn't be as lean and as, like... When I'm in summer, shredded as I am, if I didn't run. Like genuinely, if I just gymmed I'd be a fat fuck. I genuinely would. It would not be enough for me. Uh, I could walk as much as I want, but it's not cardio intense enough to be able to get your body to burn the calories that you need it to be, to be able to be in this high performing, high standard shape that I want to be in the majority of the time. And for you, the listener, who may be just getting into this, you need to ignore that and just focus in on the basics. You need to think on, Oh, am I eating the right foods, number one? Am I getting my maintenance calories in? Uh, Am I making sure that I'm drinking enough fluids? Have I trained my body to be able to run without fluids when I'm running in the first place? And have I got a good routine around my running? Am I sleeping enough? Am I making sure that... um, when I am sleeping, get good quality sleep and alcohol and marijuana and drugs aren't interrupting that sleep. All of these things can play into an effect of how quality, how much quality you can put into your run and also what you can get out of yourself. For instance, if you're struggling with injuries, what I would say to you is... Take away the ego for a bit and take some time off. What I did one time when I got injured is instead of running, I replaced it with cycling and walking. And until I got better and I found that my stress fracture had healed up and and I don't even feel anything now because I've managed to stretch out and make sure that I've got a good routine of looking after my body, is then you you, you don't feel like you're losing out. And that's something else as well. It's not a toxic trait. It's more of a ego thing where you think, oh, if I miss this week's run, that's it. It's all over. It's all or nothing. And that's not true at all. You can find this middle ground where you just, instead of running, you can replace it with something that you truly love. Uh, something else that you truly love there's so many things out there there's karate there's martial arts which I did when I was younger I think that's also helped with my mental uh, strength and my fortitude to be able to go through a lot of pain and suffering is my martial arts growing up I was around some really tough uh, families and kids and and adults who really knew the art of putting yourself through tough times and understanding the value behind that Uh, and I think that's really important for society today to be able to have that mental fortitude and have that ability to switch it on and say no not today i'm going out there i'm going to get that running i'm going to get that swimming i'm going to get that cycling and i'm going to do it not because i'm going to enjoy it but because i have to do it and it's good for me and so it's that middle ground as well like i said i love running love 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 it and i can't imagine my life without it because it's so such a core part of it and over the past seven or eight years it's been something that has changed me as a person it gives me this real positivity it's it takes any negativity i have and it goes into my hands and i crush it and it's gone anything so if you have a if you're having a terrible day if you're having an awful day at work if you're having a awful day in life you know if you go for a run and you take all of that negativity and you put it in your hand while you're running you're like i'm going to use this for fuel you will get a really good run out because you're going to use all of that negativity and you're going to get rid of it and by the end of that run you will feel so much better you'll have a clear mind you'll be able to address things that you would have given a negative reaction to but now with a more clear positive mind and this is why you'll find me so calm most of the time because i take everything that i have and i put it into my workout that could be potentially uh gonna cause me to say stuff that i don't want to say and stuff that i may regret down the line by doing so you allow yourself to be the better person the higher Uh, power that you're looking for Uh, and I really do think that people miss out on that that mental side of things yes and you know we we all want to be physically ripped and strong and powerful but that ability to live your life in the best way that you want to live it that now that's the life-changing part and Yes, it's awesome to be able to go on those long, long runs and eat loads of food afterwards, and and make makes you feel good, and and you don't need to worry about what you're eating as much. I'll get into that in a bit. But you, it's the mental clarity. One thing that uh, you know obviously comes with heavy exercise is tiredness. Uh, one thing that I have found personally for me is that if I do do a thirteen mile run or more, that my mental state will be just gone. Now I'm trying to figure that out at the moment with a combination of salt, uh, sugar and other calories to be able to try and revigorate my mind because what I find is that I am quite sluggish afterwards and it doesn't matter how much water I drink afterwards to replenish my system. It just feels very much like my brain has gone into slow mode and uh, everything's going at one times the speed, you know, it just doesn't get there, you're just slowly everything around you stops mattering a little bit, and that's only if I go for extreme speed slash distance if I'm doing something along the lines of uh, a 10k or a you know, an 8 miler, it doesn't have that much of an impact, but if you are just starting out as well, that may be the case, so watch out for that and maybe you'll learn something that I haven't learned yet, in the sense that how do you get back from that uh, slow state into the um, focused mindset? It's an interesting case. I will get back to you on that one once I've learned it. It may take another eight years to find out, but uh, I'll, I'll keep going down that route. And this is the another thing about running, is that there's always something new. Every run is different. Every day is a different day for you to accomplish something new and that's exciting in itself you can have a run that you may be feeling really slow and sluggish but you if you just crank it out and get to the end of it you'll feel so much better because even though you may be a slow pace maybe you don't didn't run the distance you wanted to run you just got it done and you may have a really busy lifestyle you may have a a lifestyle that could be um stopping you for maybe you've got kids maybe you've got a family maybe you've got a really intensive job maybe you've got two jobs maybe you've got a job and a passion project that you're working on and all of these things combined together as well as all the other things you want to do like friends and family and and going out and having laughs and going for drinks all of it sort of collides together you're like oh my god i can't fit exercise in slow that down be the person you want to be in this scenario so organize your day there's always 24 hours in a day and i'm not going to sound like mr gary v motivational bullshit i'm going to give you specifics here if you for instance are getting up at let's say you job starts at half eight in the morning you're getting up uh, at least a couple of hours beforehand so that you're getting up at half six you're then wanting to get a good amount like of eight hours sleep as well on top of that eight hours is the perfect amount for most people if you want to get more that's fine as well let's say it's eight or nine hours you know, you get your eight hours of work in, that's 16 hours. You know, th- you add the other two in, you got your 18 hours. That means there's still another six hours in there that you can utilise. Let's add another hour in just for lunch break, just in case you've still got five hours. Let's knock it down for a relaxation hour as well before bed. That's taking it down from there to four hours. There's still four hours there. There's still four hours. Let's say two for your family and for dinner, let's knock it down to one. That leaves you with one hour. One hour every day that you get for exercise. Or just for you time. Let's say you take half an hour of that and you use it for you time and then the other half an hour for exercise. That still gives you half an hour every single day to be able to work out and to run or to swim or to cycle. And for me, I was always finding that time because you know, lucky for me, I don't have a lot of responsibilities. You know, the the only person I behold to is myself. Uh, and I'm lucky enough with family and friends who don't demand a lot of me, which is fantastic, which allows me to do a lot for personal benefit and also for personal progress. Uh, and that allows me that I don't just have that half an hour or that one hour, I have a few hours to be able to work with on a daily basis. And that allows me to progress and move forward very rapid rapidly and I, as I've progressed over the years it's why I'm now at the moment running the average of around 7 minutes and 40 seconds per mile uh, and then if you look at my shorter run times are running at around 7 minutes 20 maybe even less than that depending on the speed And the if it's four miles i'm running at a seven minute 10 slash 15 if it's a six or seven mile we're looking at 725 slash 730 and then we're gonna if we're going into the nines 10s 11 12 13s we're looking at 740 all the way up until eight minutes depending on whether it's 20 miles plus and by getting to that point you know David Goggins says that his average is around 7 minutes 40 slash 7 minutes 30. So for me to get to this point uh, where I'm able to run at that speed is, gives me a lot of sense of pride because I've got to that point for me where it's one of those top of the mountain feelings, you know. You just feel like you're one of them. You're one of the warriors. And I can do better, 100%. But going from that asthmatic... To this point, where I'm running as speed machine, where I'm running New York, I've run in San Diego, I've run in uh, Texas, Dallas, Washington D.C., Mexico's, you know, all the, on the beach of Puerto Escondido, on in Geneva, you know, all of these places, and I will continue to run across the world. Uh, I I want to run in Australia, I want to run in New Zealand, I want to be able to see Hobbiton and go running past it and go, <laughs> you know, just running and point to it and just feel the power of the ring, <laughs> you know, all of these things they're little pleasures of mine but being able to say that you've run in these places i've run in london i've run in Reading, run in bristol run in, i want to run in bath i want to run in the in edinburgh in the highlands because if you have it's a different way of viewing life you know and if you can continuously run in the same place over and over again when it comes to going to a new exciting place you're so used to this tough mentally tough place of continuously running in it that you, when you get to this you know so much extra extra uh, I think external that's it external dopamine hits that you run even faster and you run with joy and passion even more than when you're running at home and that is truly exciting because then you've broken another barrier where you know you can run anywhere that takes a while to get used to and that takes a while to be able to build the confidence where you feel comfortable enough going out the front door and knowing that you may see people you may be judged you may initially have people running uh, you know seeing you run and being all sweaty and gross and all these things but if you can get past that point if you can get past the initial stage of feeling like you're being judged well, once you get to that, past that point, you start feeling invincible. And then from there, it really doesn't matter where you go because you've broken through one of the toughest barriers in the world where judgment from other people no longer even slightly bothers you. It's killer. It really is. And that taking the burning fire that is the human negativity and the ego and all of the the negative stuff in life and being able to use it for fuel there's nothing better than that and I love don't get me wrong I love being the positive person who takes positivity and keeps you but it's not really like that can't really keep you going in the dark times when you are 16 or 18 miles in of a marathon and your knees are burning and your thighs are closing in and your your breath and your chest is pumping you you know you can feel it and you can feel the tightness in your lungs happiness isn't gonna truly keep you going there you need to have something a little bit more meaningful a little bit darker to be able to allow you to progress further and you'll get it if you ever run with me if you ever want to run with me one day you'll understand that i turn on That 10%, 90% kindness and love, 10% darkness. And by doing so, you become a complete person rather than an unbalanced person who allows their emotions to control them and their anger and their annoyance of others and their, you know, sort of uh, resentment towards a society to control them. And by doing so, if you find something you love as much as this, where it's cardio intensive, you get rid of that. So let's get down to specifics. One tip that you know i'm talking i've just talked about a real range of things there and i haven't really given you too many specifics so i'm going to give five tips now that are really easy to implement number one get yourself a good pair of running trainers like really good i'm talking 50 pounds plus because in this case 50 to 100 pounds being spent on a pair of trainers really does give you that extra uh, I would call zoom, zoom, zoom <laughs> when it comes to, run, to running. I don't know what it is about a new pair of trainers, but it's mainly for me the cushioning that I get with them. When I'm run, I run mainly on my toes to be able to initiate, like, utilize my calf muscles and uh, allow me to not have to use the back of my heels to run and allows me to bounce off the pavement. If I have that extra little bit of bounce and cushioning on my feet, it just makes it a lot easier to be able to be faster and to be able to uh, not feel the shock too much to my knees you know that's a big thing is looking up looking after your knees now number two uh, i've talked about it before stretching make sure you stretch before and after a run i've started stretching before recently it's not something i used to do a lot of people tell you not to do it but what I have found is that by loosening loosening up a little bit, I reduce the amount of time that I get into the first bit of the run where I feel a little bit tight, a little bit. Sometimes I might have a little bit of a lower back uh, tightness, or I might feel like my hip flexors aren't loosened up yet. And by doing a little bit of pre-yoga, um, twenty minutes or so, nothing too serious. Or even if you're you are do not have the time for twenty minutes, you know, just do a five-minute stretching session where you you know you bend. Uh, the certain parts of the body that you're going to be utilizing within the run and if you can do that that means you may feel a good uh, sort of freshness when you go into the run i think that's a good way of putting it fresh freshness into the run and always stretch afterwards because once you're nice and warm your muscles are there malleable to be able to be stretched and there's nothing better than feeling that tightness in your calf muscles and you, you start like uh, pushing uh, against a wall and you have your legs in that sort of 90 degree angle and pushing against them and you feel that stretch in your calf muscles and that's a really nice feeling afterwards. And when you push yourself and you stretch in a warm scenario it feels like you are going into the next run the next time without feeling too tight and allowing yourself that extra um, sort of, yeah, again, I'm gonna use freshness. Freshness is a lovely way of putting it. I think that's the best way of putting it. Ooh, number three. Uh, this one is for those who wanna feel that sort of motivation, that pump, that, you know, when your shoulders feel like, oh yeah, I've got this, oh, I've got this, yes. Uh, put some banging music on for me personally i get some heavy rock or some pop punk with some insane lyrics that are savage and uh I'll get a playlist going, or I'll have Doom playing in the background, or I'll have uh, the Tevez playing in the background. Something really tough that's going to get me through the run, that's going to continuously have that discipline, that mentality, that self-driven mode. Uh, and sometimes I'll even have Spartans, you know, m- movie quotes being thrown at me throughout the the run as well, which will keep me going and there's nothing better than having that uh, to keep you on the path and allow you to stay motivated. So, music music is, is a big one, and I have some big ass headphones to make sure that uh, I, if I'm on a route I know, I wear headphones so that I don't need to worry about traffic because I'll be in a uh, non-car area. If I know I'm going to be on the roads, I'll wear lighter headphones so that I can be a little bit more aware of my surroundings. That's another tip, but that's not the fourth tip. Number four, nutrition. Nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. Make sure that uh, you are eating enough protein for recovery. Eat carbs beforehand or if you're like me and you like to run without anything uh, in your stomach because you feel that you feel a little bit lighter which I totally understand so don't feel too bad about it but just make sure the night before you have eaten enough carbohydrates so the next day you don't feel uh, that you're gonna faint when you run because you haven't eaten enough so yeah carbs and and uh, fats are for mainly for hormone uh, sort of balancing so don't worry too much about fats it's more about the carbs and the carbs beforehand and then the proteins afterwards and then uh, water intake afterwards as well make sure that you get a little bit of water one thing i'm going to test soon is if i can find myself some salt tablets that's another one that really helps for long distance running because you sweat so much and i think my tiredness afterwards is salt deprivation um, from my body <clears throat> so i'll let you know whether that works for me or not but i will buy some of those and see how well it works uh, and then the fifth and final tip is mineral intake One thing that I have found recently uh, to keep me well and healthy for my running is to intake uh, a multivitamin, some uh, vitamin D, some vitamin C, and making sure that I'm getting all my micronutrients in as well through my food to be able to sort of really boost my system. I didn't take it seriously when I was younger. When I was a beginner, I really didn't take the nutrition and the micronutrients in very, you know, I I wasn't properly thinking about it. I just thought if I could run, I could run, Uh, and that. there wasn't a fuel side to my body Uh, and that recovery is really key for you to get the most out of your running Uh, so you've got your trainers you've got your uh, stretching you've got your music that's going to keep you going you've got your food that's going to fuel you and you've got the micronutrients to be able to fuel your body for recovery and for replenishment as well as keeping you uh, your mind and your health going your five tips there that are very specific and that you yourself right now can go implement for you to be a better runner and also for you to have a generally good life even if you don't do the trainers thing the four other things you can still implement if you're just going to the gym or you're just trying to be a better person in life all of these things can keep you motivated and keep you going and fueling your body and if you want to take that extra sixth step uh, this this is just something that i find fun and it's not really for motivation but it also helps you feel good is wear some clothes that you really enjoy when you're running fun clothes clothes that are gonna make you feel good when you're running because that's always good when you walk out the door and you feel a little bit stylish and you're running close rather than running just crap which you're, you've just got out of the wardrobe and it's something that you're just gonna sweat through if you can find some sort of where, like you are with your trainers, you're an investment in yourself more than anything else. So, the the plus sixth tip, not as important as the other five, but it's still a nice thing for you to have. So, I have given you some specific tips that I've talked about the enjoyment, the 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 journey that the uh, running can bring to your life, the things, the positive things, taking how the negativity can be channeled through you. Uh, I've also talked about, for me personally, going from an asthmatic who was struggling to get up hills (laughs) when he was uh, 14, 15, and 16, and then getting to that point where he'd had enough at 19, progressing to the point where at 26, he's now running that seven-minute and 42nd average mile it's a big difference and that journey journey along the way is consistency i'm gonna leave it on that if you can take anything from this podcast it is this like anything in life if you put the effort in if you put the time in, if you put the love in and if you take consistency and consistently do it you're gonna win i tell you not there's nothing better than that and it's so rewarding and if you build that habit it will last you forever and you will have a life that you truly love so to the runners out there i hope you've truly enjoyed this podcast and you've got something from it and that those five tips as well as the story of uh, beginning to end although i haven't gone into too many specifics there of uh, my my journey i've given you a how a feeling an emotion and how you yourself can go from a beginner to relatively advanced runner so This has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now.